0: what is going down everyone cody here from the national live in atlantic city this is a special edition of the hype man uh, day one wrapping up officially day one is wrapping up as uh, we're recording this if you guys are here at the national we are going to be here, Mojo Break, representing in full force for the next few days. Head on over to the main Mojo Break booth. We're going to be doing free breaks all weekend. We got shirts. We got the whole crew here. We got Ty Pez, We got D- Doug and Dan. We got long arms, Mike. We got them all, man. Everybody's here, including myself, uh, doing the podcasting duties around these parts. Been a crazy day one. Been a crazy, really, day two days. We have the insane National Treasures break a night ago absolutely incredible another thanks to the good folks over at loop and golden for helping make that happen what a night it was Uh, and then right back at it today had some interviews doug and dan sat down with a couple of big names in the industry starting with our first interview here on this special edition of the hype Doug and Dan sat down with one of the best up-and-coming breakers in the industry, Lil' Pole Man. You probably know him. Younger kid who is absolutely motivated, ready to take this industry by storm. Good conversation with Lil' Pole Man. Here it is. Doug and Dan sitting down with Lil' Pullman live from the National here at Atlantic City.
1: What's up, everybody? We are live here at the National in Atlantic City, and we got Lil Pullman in the house. How you doing, man? Good.
2: How are you? I'm doing good. How's the show been treating you so far? Pretty good. My goal is to spend $5 million at That's the show. crazy. How are you going to do that, man? We're probably like a tenth of the way there. Jeez, sweet. <laughs> Most sweet. Singles? Wax? Both? All wax for now. Yeah. All wax. All high-end wax. Yeah. Uh, what's on your radar product-wise? The main thing, my creme de la creme is Prism, NT, and Flawless. Those nice. three, especially Prism. We go through a lot of Prism. Nice, nice. What are you you're
3: looking for? Like twelve, thirteen Prism?
2: Um, honestly, football, basketball, like seventeen and up.
1: Okay, okay. Seventeen and up. Okay. Nice.
2: The older year stuff is, it's good, but it's, it's harder to break. So many yeah. dud
1: players and by that time too. So many bad rookies.
2: Yeah, the twelve,
3: thirteen. You got the you got the dual rookie class though. Yeah, which that's is cool. first year Prism. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a first year of Prism. We
1: have a we have a box floating around. Yeah. We used to be able to get boxes for 50 bucks. That was nice, but you know. I used
2: to I used to sell Luca year prism boxes at 400 bucks. Jeez, that's they're 5,000 today. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> well, and we, now you-
3: we used to give away for hitless packs 13, 14 prism. Oh, wow, Just, nobody wanted it. Nobody so what we used it. to do is, if you went hitless in our breaks, we would give a hitless pack, and it was all 13, 14 prism.
1: Because we had to buy today, those those packs are. I do yeah, The I box don't, is like ten grand. or something The amount like that.
3: of silver Giannis rookies that we gave away is probably astounding.
1: And honestly, it was people that were in like baseball breaks and they were <laughs> like, I don't want this basketball crap. They probably throw them away. They're probably throwing <laughs> the cards away. If they didn't get an autograph back then, they were just throwing them away. Yeah, because in order to
3: get NT fourteen fifteen, I believe you had to get you had to buy three cases of thirteen fourteen at forty bucks a box.
2: And people weren't
1: buying? No. Oh, no. Nobody we wanted it. No. Only wanted the NT, the autographs, the, the relics. Yeah. There wasn't even in logo was, man back then. Nope.
3: Yeah. In,
2: in
1: those sets. What that's, a time. What a time. It feels like it was
3: 30 years ago. I know. It really wasn't that long ago. Dude, eight that's, eight years. Crazy.
2: That's, that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Nuts. So how, tell us how you got started, man. What was the inspiration? So when I was a kid, I was always into sports cards. Yeah. Uh, mainly Pokemon, not really sports. Mm-hmm. I've always played sports as a kid. Um, But I loved Pokemon. I would always beg my dad to go to Target and open up the Pokemon packs all the time. You still have some of that? Um, I have a binder of actually, like, all the Pokemons from when I was a little kid. Nice, nice. And uh, I stopped doing cards, and I got into sneakers. I started to buy and sell sneakers, and I did really good in that industry. Yeah. And I was always good at catching on to the new trends, and for me, this is pretty new. I've only been in this for about two three years feels like
1: you've been in longer for some reason how well your names out there so <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> you've you. done a good job marketing yourself
2: um, so yeah from sneakers it kind of was dying down for me and a bunch of my friends started saying these cards were selling for thousands of dollars and very expensive cards and I wanted to get in and I loved sports I loved basketball and football I played basketball in high school throughout my whole life nice. I played varsity I was always playing with the older kids And Oh, they're, they're going crazy. Oh, they right. are. They're, crazy. they're losing
1: their minds. I s- love it. They're so happy that we're doing this podcast. Actually, right now. They're, they're, they're throwing out.
3: boxes out there. Maybe I'll, they'll
1: throw it over here. Yeah, they got one of the <laughs> guns.
2: <laughs> so, from sneakers, I transitioned into cards. And actually, a good friend of mine who I used to work for, Mikey. Yeah. Um, Full th- wax? Yeah. Nice. He thought I'd be a good breaker, so he brought me on. And we worked out of his apartment for two a year. A year and a half in literally the kitchen table. Nice. Um, long story short, I branched out and did my own thing. Opened up Little Pullman and started in November of 2020. And it grew from a hobby that I did at night with me and my girlfriend. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, a huge business. And it scaled from literally something that I was doing for fun, something into a, a real business. And I, I moved around... I went from breaking in my bedroom in 100 square feet to breaking at my grandparents' house when I had to. When my mom moved out, yeah, broke out of my grandparents' house for six months. From there, broke out of my brother's house, and then finally, I got an office. Nice. Um, actually, sorry, I I moved out. I moved out from my parents' house when yeah. I was 18. Wow. And I broke from home. In my dining in in my den, there was a den area. Yeah. We broke from home for four months and then I was like, I can't take this anymore. It it was (laughs) working and living together was not how'd your parents deal with the noise, right? You'd be like pulling a super fra or pulling a black prism or something like that and go
1: crazy. I pulled
2: at three thirty in the morning when I broke in my grandparents' house. My grandparents were seventy five years old. (laughs) So I broke a black old lamello at three in the morning. Oh my god. (laughs) Prism. Wow. Um, so they thought like the building was burning down. <laughs> they woke up there. What's going on? Yeah, I just
1: pulled a little bell. they're like, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I
3: definitely. I, yeah, I love that story. We did the same exact thing. We were breaking from our kitchen table yep, yep. back in 2010. So I love that. I love that organic story that you have. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. So I moved into an office now, 1,800 square feet, and like I said, it grew from me and my girlfriend to now I have nine employees, and I'm about. to. So you don't have to ship any cards anymore yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the grind.
1: Yes. That's that's the grind behind when, the grind. When's the last
2: time you sorted a break? I help out all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do we. Yeah. 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 Do we? I just can't <laughs> help. I can't help myself. I love it. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's sorting, breaking, shipping, uh, the yeah. whole thing, I love. Yeah. Hands I, on. I like it. I love what I do. So. And you want to make sure, especially
1: you pull a big card. You want to make sure that, you know, you're making sure it goes in the right package. You that know. that too. You yeah. know, you pull a hundred thousand dollar card. You're like, okay. You know we just pulled the the shield Mac Jones and the guy we had like N-T? We, yeah no flawless flawless Oh I saw that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unreleased day Yeah, yeah. like literally that our first case it, so insane we, we flew the who, guy out Who
2: broke it He did I, when That's you were cool. running around yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at your reaction Yep that was me He, he, was, right, he was like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He
1: started Yeah luckily we have our security camera so I just pulled the footage Yeah that was amazing yeah. amazing And amazing. Cody did the edit and we got it all out there and Amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we wind up like, like, shit, this could be like a $250,000, $300,000 card, you know, potentially. Did you ship that card? No, we flew the guy out. We paid for his flight and everything. He uh, he got to enjoy the Bay Area for a little bit, and uh, he picked it up in person. Wow. So, what, just, did he buy the box or he? No, he bought the Patriots for the case. So
3: I think I think it was like what a two thousand dollar spot. Two thousand dollar spot. I think he bought the Patriots in like the first
1: like three or four case breaks we did. So. And we actually hit a Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones in all four cases. It was like it was like consecutive. So he got like four Mac Jones. Dude. <laughs> it was crazy luck, the
2: guy. I think last year at the national, the Justin Herbert shield got hit, and I think the guy joined the filler and somehow got the Chargers wow. for like $70. Oh, my God. Sold wow. the card for 500000 And wow. it's worth
1: probably $2.5 today. That's insane. Yeah. That those are good stories when it's like a one pack or it's like a fill, like cheap price point to get in to get cards like changing. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, life changing. I could never imagine that you know people would be able to take cards and like maybe potentially buy a house out of what the sale was from one single card. That's modern. You know, we're not talking about the mantle that's like for fifteen million out here. We're talking about a fresh rookie. Yeah, I you mean, know, it, it's like crazy.
3: Well, it's crazy even thinking about that because even. 10 years ago, you would... Somebody put, like, a price point at, like, $5,000 on a card, and people would be, like, sticker shock. You'd be like,
2: you're like, what? Like- when I first found out that a card was worth $1,000, like, a piece of yeah. cardboard, yeah. literally, yep. plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I was like, okay, I gotta do cards. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. more sneakers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know when we were breaking it was the two thousand twelve NFL rookie class, it was Andrew Luck, RG three. Yes. And it was like I think Andrew Lux were like five hundred bucks, which was like a lot. We're like, wow, there's a card going for like five hundred dollars. That's Russell Wilson too, no. Hey, Russell yep. Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, yep, yep. And the one who emerged, uh, Nick Foles, yeah. um a few good guys out of that year that Trent class. Richardson. Yep, Trent he Richardson. Rich. Yeah. Yep. So um what's like some of the biggest polls you guys have had like recently? I know you mentioned um, the black gold.
2: Black gold, LaMelo. We've hit so much good stuff. Um, we hit a, one of our biggest, probably our biggest hit was a John Morant National Treasures RPA Emerald out of five. Wow. Nice. And this was when John Morant was yeah, at the that peak. guy. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is when John Morant was. And
3: you just pulled a, uh, out of FOTL, you pulled a Mac Jones. Uh, was, uh, what, what do they call the, the FOTL Stripe, parallel? Stars, Stars and Stripes. Yes. Stars and Stripes, yeah.
2: Yeah. We That's hit, a big one. We've hit a couple of those. Um, I mean, We hit, the, on release day of NT first off the line, we hit a Cade Cunningham Nike swoosh RPA out of three. Nice. Oh, I did see that one, too. Nice. Um, we hit, I mean, a you bunch of You had a picture with it outside or something, right? Yeah, so the guy who hit it, actually, a buddy of mine, flew us out on a jet. To, oh, Orla- wow. to Orlando to deliver him the card. Oh, jeez. Left at 10 and came back at 2, two o'clock. Oh, nice. man. Nice. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. I mean, we broke a ton of flawless NT. We fit Prism gold lamello, black gold lamello, gold Edwards Prism. I hit a out of 5 NT of Edwards, a gold NT of Edwards. Um, we fit some some good stuff. Zion RPA is an NT out of 99. The list goes. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's hard yeah. to remember
1: after a while, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Challenge-wise, uh, well, for, first of all, you guys are on Instagram, right? You, yeah. you, most of your breaks on Instagram? So
2: we started on Instagram. We still break on Instagram. We just recently expanded to WhatNot. Yeah. Um, so I have a breaker. His name is Jacob. He breaks over there on WhatNot nice. for us. And I still go on Instagram. Nice. How are you finding uh, WhatNot compared to Instagram? What? That's amazing. I really like it. I know yeah. it's so it's, fast it's, and simple. It, yeah, for the u- for the end user, it's so easy. It's no. It's very simple and. FAST PACE, IT, yeah. goes, it GOES QUICK, it, YOU DON'T HAVE TO TYPE IN YOUR ADDRESS, THE WEBSITE, IT'S ONE BUTTON AND
1: BOOM. YEP, AND YOU'RE BUYING. YEAH, I KNOW. We, WE LOVE IT, TOO. WE'VE BEEN ON THERE FOR ABOUT THREE MONTHS NOW, I THINK, SO SLOWLY BUT SURELY.
2: YOUR GUY'S MAIN CHANNEL IS YOUTUBE? YEAH. YouTube. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. SO PEOPLE BUY FROM OUR WEBSITE, MOJOBREAK.COM, AND THEN THEY WATCH IT ON YOUTUBE. GOT IT. SO THAT'S WHY we. I THINK WE HAD A LITTLE BIT OF A PROBLEM DOING STUFF ON INSTAGRAM BECAUSE, YOU KNOW, PEOPLE SAID PAYPAL. But we also have our website funneling through PayPal. So it's like, did that payment come? You know, So we're like, what not was a great thing, because it's like a whole new store. Separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was able also, to. Also, they,
2: they handle all, God forbid, any chargebacks or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think we've had any. No, I mean, we
1: haven't. I mean,
3: it's been really, I mean, the only thing is we have it set up. You probably have it set up as well, where like, some accounts you don't get paid until it shows delivered correct but if you're dealing with the post office and you have shipped a bunch of packages sometimes the post office de- they don't week. they don't scan anything in so like there won't be any updates so that is the uh, that's the only issue that we have we have it set up now where are like they just pay us out like we we've been doing it for 12 years like they know
1: we're not they going know anywhere. mojo breaks yeah they know
2: mojo breaks the real deal so yeah yeah
1: um first couple weeks it was like I don't know if we got paid on that one because it didn't get delivered. And it was probably just, you know, you got to ship something. So, like, you know, if we're doing an NT break and there's only eight cards, we'll ship them base cards or something just so they get a package. I
3: mean, I get why they do it. I mean, I completely understand from, like, protection of the consumer. Um, you got
2: to have those protections and and checks and balances put in place. There's a lot of, uh, on the other end, there's a lot of people that, there's a lot of shady people that. Yeah. I've oh, been yeah. burnt a couple of times. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, I mean, in any industry, you have of course. Yeah. Bad so. apples. Yeah, yeah the they, bad they bad apples ruin the rest of sure. the bunch,
1: right? So, you know, one guy, you know, you hear all the controversy. It's like that. That is louder than the positivity in the hobby. A lot more people are drawn into the negativity. I mean I'm sure you have comments you know you see and we have comments that we yeah, see and it's like there's a bunch of guys that like it, but there's that
2: one negative comment that's just like you know sometimes it's more it's more negative than it is positive yeah it is 100%. Yeah, and you just you
3: can't take it personal either you just got to let it let it roll off. Let people get their
2: their outlet, however they want to. Actually, it makes me, it feels me. It makes yeah. me want to work harder like that. and do better. I like that. Yeah. I've,
1: I've told myself that I'm glad they're commenting. you got to look at it that way because, you know, algorithms, there the more y- comments you have, the more you're going to rank, right? So... Uh, I'd better them not say something negative than not comment at all. I guess. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're putting their time and energy into you, so yep. you have to be doing something right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you see some of the most successful Instagram people, and there's it's like 50-50 split on negativity to positive. Yeah, if it's so. not more exactly m- negative.
2: Yep. How do you deal with that? Do you respond or you just let it go? When I first started, I, it got to me. Yeah. Like I wasn't used to it. Yeah. And na I used to be very like you know, under the radar. I don't really like people knowing what I'm doing, but now it's like, it's a brand thing. So it's like, it's good that people are knowing what's going on. Exactly. um, So now I just, like I said, I let it it fuel my fight. Like I, it makes me want to work harder and do better. And honestly, their words are just like comments to me. Yeah,
1: exactly. And how do you get into, I mean, I know you're very active. How do you find time to like do breaks
2: and then also create content? To help sell the breaks. how do you find that balance? It's hard. I mean, yeah. I, I recently I went from three months ago, I was one person, one I was one person, and now I have a team of eight people. So now it's a little bit easier for me sure.
3: to delegate responsibilities yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I need I need a, a better content creator, more more vlogging. Um, do you take a step back for that, or do you try to say like, that's not as good as I would do? I mean, I tried. I try to focus more on. You know the wax and the breaking and let dumb handle all the other stuff. Sure. Because I know what I know, and I don't know about content or this or that. Yeah, so exactly. I try to focus on what I know, yep. and bring on people that know that what I don't know, is that, so they can help. And exactly.
1: Bring, yep. Yeah. That's, I, that's why I say I'm, all, I'm, I'm dumb, and I have a smart people around me. So you know, to make, make me seem smarter. No,
2: I love to hang around people that are smarter and older than me, so I can learn. And I've, o- I've always had a good support system, and I've always, I've always liked to hang around people that are smarter and. I'm more knowledgeable
1: exactly and we like you know. the the youth movement you know including yourself of this hobby you know and I think it's great because it's like there's a bunch of different options uh, you guys motivate us because like you know we could find ourselves like I know myself personally I don't know if I'm speaking for Dan but you know you get complacent after 12 years you know stuff gets and I don't want to say you're not necessarily motivated by it I'm still motivated by it but like oh there's a new idea or there's a fresh idea that's motivating to me to like try to recreate myself. You know what I mean?
3: It's what this industry needed. This industry needed to, and we always talk about, before it was from getting the kids involved as like collectors, but what we needed was young entrepreneurs who came in and kind of keep the old guard on their toes. Yeah. So um, I think what the next this generation that you're doing, right? I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. I think you guys are doing a great job. I think from a content standpoint, you're basically making us step up our game. Yep. And
1: um, yeah, Dan's yeah gonna, we, mad, mad love. Dan's going to do TikTok dances. He's, I'm, he's getting ready I'm, for I'm, it. And
2: I'm trying, man, I'm trying. <laughs> are you guys, you guys break anywhere else besides whatnot in YouTube? A loop. So we try so to go every,
1: in- um It's more personal boxes over there. Uh, not as many breaks, so we were doing personal boxes on YouTube three times a week, and it was starting to get a little slow. So I said, you know, let's just give Loop a try. And so we've been on there for what, what a couple weeks now, so it's, yeah. it's still early in the process with them. We did the 10 case break with them last night, but um, you know, just trying to get like different avenues, revenue sources
2: coming in. I'm 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 trying to open a, a YouTube for only baseball. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We're starting a baseball channel. Nice, on like Bowman
1: and all that. Yeah, all Bowman yeah.
2: stuff. I personally don't know that much. I'm still learning about baseball, but... I've been buying a lot of wax. You know, when we started,
1: baseball was number one, and I feel like baseball is, like, third now, so there's definitely a need for more baseball guys because, you know, people don't want to deal with base. Like, these other breakers don't want to, you know, a lot of breakers just want to do the eight cards, and that's it. You know, you got to sort the base with the Bowman, and people don't want to deal with that, so that's a good niche to get into. Is it hard to start a YouTube channel? Um, how do you get... Because I don't know how that works, but... You know, just getting subscribers. It seems a little tougher to get subscribers, but if you're making, like good content, people are going to come. So maybe, like, you know, having your breaks and then having content, too, with it. So that maybe, like, your content of you walking around the show I mean, or whatever, dealing with baseball cards, gets people to that, then they also see that you have breaks there, too. You know I mean? I mean,
3: the easy, easiest and most obvious way to, to get a subscribers is, like, do giveaways, have people subscribe, do free breaks and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. But it's funny because YouTube is, like, I don't know if it's going to be as prevalent as it is 10 years from now. You know, are people going to be on eBay live or more people gonna be on whatnot live or more you know I mean there's gonna all there's still there There's gonna be there.
2: so many different platforms yeah, right. out right. especially in the next twelve months like yeah. eBay's coming out, Gary Vee's gonna do a live platform and yeah. there's fanatic they're all yeah. Fanatics is probably gonna go to, towards one or make their own at some point, you know. So I think they knows. make I think they make their own. Yeah. Right. That's what that's what live our baby. bet is too. I think
3: yep. I'd
2: bet on what that. do you guys? What do you guys think about um, the distributors? You think they're going to stay around when Fanatics is still still here? It's tough. I think they're going to need them to sell the, the at least the base heavy stuff. You know, like the
1: Heritage's, the Top Series ones, the stuff that's more mass produced. I think they're going to be
3: around. It, it's gonna. It's not going to be what we see right now. It's so going to be it, completely so
1: people are not going to
2: be getting ten cases allocated for.
1: At, you know, if, if the uh, tops numbers is any indication, you know, it's going to probably start to dwindle down. And who knows with Panini, right? I mean, their time is limited. Are they done after? Well, the licenses are going to be gone at some point. I mean, they've got the football license gone, the basketball license gone. They bought the collegiate license now. They've, I think they've maybe have WWE again. WWE, yeah, So it's yeah, like, I mean, it. It's just they're they're not gonna have anything at a certain point. they
3: so. as the days go by, they're losing leverage. It seems like so that's That's what I was taking in yeah from it. yeah
1: and, and and then you know not it's, it's kind of like their price right now is going to kind of maybe start going lower because they're going to have less time of the license, yep. like so fanatics and I love you know panini, so I hope it kind of they keep them intact I, mean, but. I love them
3: in a, in a perfect world, I would love to have two manufacturers or two I mean two share it, I mean again, like how does Cody just fall? <laughs> Did we did we lose one? <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> perfect world, two manufacturers. Yeah, two manufacturers and that would basically raise the bar. Like one manufacturer can't dictate what the market is gonna be I like, like that. Like yeah. so I like basically that. like if, if NT comes out and then Topps has like a product that's high in like five star football, like they have to basically compete with that and they're just going back and
2: forth. I and like that. at the end
3: of the day, who wins is the collector, the end user, the consumer.
2: Like, imagine if Panini came out with Flawless and Fanatics did National Treasures. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Or somehow you would love to see some of the exquisite stuff come back for basketball, right? So you have National Treasures, Flawless, then you have Exquisite, too, and then Black, and you know. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, in perfect world, I almost would like Fanatics to be like, here, Panini, here's a licensing deal. You're just going to pay us for the license and then continue to do that. Yeah, but like, kind of like probably sub, not gonna happen sublease that way. the license. Probably not going to happen. Um, I think that would be best for collectors, because then you have you know, like the optic stuff that people are complaining about, the surface damages. Maybe it's, you know, well, Fanatics is not. Topps Chrome doesn't have damage. So you guys need to step up your game and maybe that, I think ultimately a competition would make it better for collectors, but I don't know if
2: that's going to happen. Yeah, that's, I never even thought about that. That's a good, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. In a perfect world, that'd be pretty good for us. Yeah. It would. For everybody. It'd be, would.
3: it'd be great. Yeah. yeah.
2: So what are your plans? I know you got the baseball uh, thing going on. Um, and what's the, uh, what's, the, what's the goals for the next year? So I signed a three-year deal a lease for my office space at 1,800 square feet, and I've been there for four months, and I'm about to move out of there tomorrow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Like, laughs> of like sublease it? Yeah. No, they're going to, because it's in the same area, so they're going to just let me co- go up. Oh, awesome. that's great! Nice. And it's going to be like a 5,500 square foot wow, space. Nice. Wow. Nice. With 18 built-out offices. Wow. Instead of nice. only two or three. Nice. So
1: you're going to be trying to actively getting some uh, other breakers involved and stuff?
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Um yeah, definitely growing and trying to get some more breakers and expand like YouTube, other platforms. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. My, I only did basketball and football when I first started. Now I started then I got into a little bit of soccer, I started to do a little bit of F one. Um but I want to do everything. I want to do baseball.
1: Yeah, I mean if yeah. you could somehow even turn that into a shop, you might be able to get an upper deck. You know, you start doing hockey and stuff like that too, you know. There's a there's H- actually a good market for hockey. Hockey
2: is my favorite sport to watch in person. Yeah. yeah I love absolutely. hockey. It's great. It.
1: Well who's your team? The Panthers. Oh, nice! Nice. Yeah. We just had Doug Plagans. Uh, he's a friend of ours from. The, he's a the radio broadcaster for the Florida Panthers. Okay. So he he's a big collector and he's been on our uh, podcast. So came by this and he actually does some breaks for fanatics too. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's involved in the hobby.
2: So um, so let let everybody know where they can find you and get in on some breaks. Um, well, our Instagram is Lil Pullman, L I L P U L L M A N, and our whatnot is House of Wax. We go live seven days a week and we do a lot of high-end personals and a lot of random team breaks. Nice. How many breaks you guys do a week now? Well, Whatnot's pretty new for us. We've only been on there for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Instagram, we mainly just do personals. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So yeah, you got the people buying flawless cases and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and like when the new release comes out, I always buy a lot of it on quantity. Yeah. Um, just because, and not many people have quantity. Like when NT First Off the Line basketball came out this year, I bought like 18 cases, Jeez. and we were the first ones to ha- actually have it. And everybody else that had it only had like two or three cases. Yeah. So once they were sold out, like there was nowhere to buy it other than us. Nice. Unreleased thing. Yeah. First
1: off the line is always so hard. I'm like, well, we're gonna buy it at this price, and it's like it's tough to tough to judge it's where you're to gonna jump, jump in. in. Yeah. It's uh, I've it's I've won, I've lost. I've, oh yeah, oh, big yeah, time. Yeah, that's too. FOTL is. is yeah, I think we're in last year's we still have like forty boxes of last year's Prism at like three grand. And it's like I think people are buying it for like twenty two hundred now, so it's like are they put in breaks and stuff. They're doing Dutch auction on uh, Eminence, right? Are they? Are they? I think it's going to come out at a set price. Set
2: price. Are you guys going to be breaking some of that?
1: We are. We didn't get much, but we're yeah, looking, we're, we're, we're actively looking for more, possibly. But I'm going to wait and see what it, how it breaks down on Friday. It's the First
2: year they're doing that.
1: They did it for basketball, but yeah, never done it for yeah, football. First, uh,
3: sorry, yeah, first year for football. Yeah. first yep. year for football. They did um, soccer and Kobe. Soccer, Kobe, and then what year was it for basketball? The first
1: year. It was the Wiggins year, fourteen fifteen. Fourteen fifteen. And then they brought it back for the Zion year, and then yep. for whatever. It's like weird how they they do it that they don't do it. And they, yeah. And then they had the then they had the Kobe. Eminence, which we could not sell. Yeah, could, could not, not, get- not sell it. And then obviously, when he, you know, with the tragedy, like 20, 30 grand or something, people were paying for it. <laughs> so that's, that's nuts. Because it was as a break, it was just Kobe's. It's like you know, people are like, oh, I just get a Kobe. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, there's no logo and, man and, or chase or anything.
3: And Kobe at that point was in everything.
1: Yeah. Like
3: every single, I mean,
2: he signed like, a
3: lot from yeah. hoop from hoops to Donruss to Eminence to into every
1: every single product he was in.
2: So. He did sign a lot. Yeah. R.I.P. Mambo.
1: Yeah. I know, man. It's crazy. Now you can't even get a base card of him. I don't know what's going on with that. You need to get the they state sign anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what's up. I don't know if it's his wife or his family or whatever. Like you, you just have some base cards of him, some moments, some moment cards or something. Those would be huge, you know. Yep. So well, we know you're a busy man, so we appreciate your time, and Thank this is a great conversation, me. man. Thank you. Uh, check out Little Pullman, guys. Follow him on Instagram, and uh, we'll be checking you guys out later. Thank you, guys.
0: Once again, big thanks to little pole man, uh, good stuff man. Again, a kid who is ready to take this industry by storm. And how did he get that start in the first place, you may be asking? Well, you don't really have to go very far to find out because we talked to the man who gave him his start, Mike Voniker of Pole Wax. Man, Mike just was uh, an awesome convo. You can't help but feel, like, motivated uh, to, like, take over this industry and change it for the better man and it just was good vibes all around uh, if you don't believe me check it out here's the conversation with mike from pole wax doug and dan with mike here from the national
4: in my I, life i don't think the I king of wax to... it's the king of wax guys this guy is how old are you 19 he runs pole wax nice i haven't sent the wire in over a year Serious. He runs the entire business. Is a G? Yeah. I remember Jordan K with the Pelicans? And he's sponsoring. fully branded. I like that. I gotta get, my, I, gotta get I gotta get pants. I gotta get pants. He's got. He's got boxes on Tuesday. I'm not sure if he has boxes. But what I will tell you is, what time did you get to the show today? 14 what? minutes ago. Wow. He got to the show 14 minutes. Ago. He was working. Because he was sleeping. Oh. <laughs> and gambling all night. <laughs> What a life! Shit, man, he's looking, living good, living good, living good. I slept an hour. He sleeps nine hours. He gets room service.
1: Shit, man, take it's care a good of your boys, dude. Yeah? It's a
4: good life. Tell you, man, it's a good, it's a good life. This hobby.
1: <laughs> all right what's up guys we are here at the national in Atlantic city we got mike from pull wax in the building how you
4: doing today man thank you so much for the introduction thank you so much for having me i'm excited we man. are
1: honored man this is a long time coming we talked to you the mint been admiring your videos for a long time i mean that drake video i mean that was insane dude <laughs> how, how, how did that how was that actually with that many people in the chat and like what was going on how man, was that was, that, man? that was
4: kind of crazy like i just came into the office one day and i saw something about drake and cards or something along the lines of that and i basically made a video that like it was like a challenge to drake and i was like hey um if you come on our live and blah, blah blah something 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 yeah 30 minutes later i'm talking to drake holy shit. That's the different. power of social media. Yeah. I did not think it was going to happen. And I <laughs> promise you, it was a long shot. It was just one of those things that I was like, I just felt it. Yeah. And what just was for it? for the it was content. It
3: was 20, 20 cases of?
4: It was five cases of five flaws. Cases yeah. Five of cases flaws. of flaws. NBA 2021. There was no like real push or anything like that. He didn't repost it. Um, Word just got around. Like mm-hmm. I made a flyer. Like, hey, we're going to go. Like, Drake will be in our live. We had like almost six thousand. Yeah, it was crazy. It was That's awesome. awesome. But
1: I can't remember because I was watching it. Was he actually in the chat?
4: He was in the chat the entire time. He just wasn't uh, saying anything. He just right? like was common thing. Wasn't common thing. Because um, he was like at dinner or something like that. It was just a. It was. It was a really cool moment. Yeah, it was yeah, a 100%. really cool moment. It was a. It was a big moment for the hobby. Definitely. Know? Definitely. You know,
1: and and you know, haters aside, because you know, there's always going to be always going to be haters in the hobby. It's but healthy. like that many people, which I know in the grand scheme of things, somebody goes live, like Drake goes live, he's going to have you know millions of people. But yeah. like six thousand people live it's, it's a tremendous.
4: ton it's a ton it, it's it's an exhilarating uh, feeling honestly when you see those numbers keep going and going and going and what's crazy is like when pull wax started yes we were a facebook group at first and then we transitioned to instagram and that was our bread and butter yeah that was how we built our just community was through instagram and it was amazing to go back, and I can't wait to like actually start breaking on there religiously again. Yeah, uh, uh, that's my that's like one of my big challenges. Because you're now on right? more on whatnot, right? Yeah, we're more on whatnot. I mean, it's obviously a lot easier um, bringing in new employees, having them break on there, just more seamless. Like you yeah. guys know how it is breaking yep. on your website. This guy changes his address. This guy does this. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. this guy files a chargeback. Right? There's a yeah. lot of different um, <clears throat> things that go into breaking. Yeah, you know, just- breaking on YouTube, breaking on your website. And uh, I love Whatnot. It's an amazing application. It's an amazing platform. It's completely, you know, changed up our business and let us grow faster Yeah. Um, and safer. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's nothing like going live and having Mike Trout. In your live, like that yeah. happened the other day. Really, the guy went live. Justin went live. He asked me if he can go live on Instagram. I said, of course, to so like rip some personals. And Mike Trudges like casually popped wow. in our live. Wow, that's awesome. That's the difference between going live on Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of the vanity play, the marketing, the community, yep. the like real life thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but obviously the selling aspect's a lot harder on Instagram. A you lot can't harder. Just click. You got to find. A lot harder. To buy. Like yeah. for example,
4: our custom products is everything. Our pull packs is kind of like our main. Uh, Main business. I think we got to the point now where people understand that ripping wax is very dangerous. Yeah. Right. Like ripping fifty thousand in NT. Yep. You could potentially get Three thousand back or something like that. Yeah. And then with pull packs, like you know, you're gonna get at least you know fifty percent, and then maybe over and. and I don't know. There's something about our custom products that gives our our employees and us just that confidence. Like everybody's ripping every product. Yep. Yeah. But when you're doing your own product, it's like I don't know. You just feel like uh, you more do, yeah. Passionate about it.
1: 100. We do ours a uh, buyback in case form. and We do it as breaks. Okay. It's like you kind of put a little bit of love, more love in it. I know it's not like you didn't make the card, but you know I know what you're saying. You'd you kind packed of know,
4: it. You, you feel you, it. You picked it's out your brand. You it. yep. So when you do that, like you'll mix it like a case of your customs with a case of N.T. No, we'll
1: just do our own product by itself.
4: By itself, so, yeah. So like, so how do you buy in? How do you? Like, what's the format? Is if it's it a baseball, it'll be all the
1: teams, no, random. Okay. And then what we do is we make every case up front, so we'll make like 30 cases up front, and then we'll random the case so that it's transparent, right? And so.
4: are you buying cards of every team on purpose? Yes. Yeah. Because that yeah. gets difficult, right? Yeah, it gets it hard. does. I mean,
3: it gets it gets hard to like search for certain team, like the Royals, like yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you can only Bobby put so Witt, much, but You yeah. can only put like so much, like George Brett and stuff like that. But there's certain teams, like. I guess Pirates now, you know, O'Neal Cruz and stuff like team that. But every team has in somebody. any
4: sport will have something for yeah. someone. Yeah. But, like, what happens when they're younger and yeah. you put a George Brett card and they don't know who that – you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like yeah. you're trying to appease everybody and yeah. it's. So but the, the thing is, is
3: when you do your, your, you do your own buybacks, you know what gets people excited. Yes. So you could – you yeah, yeah, right? And your you customer base, right? You know they want. And you know your customer base and you know, like – what they're gonna enjoy watching, or what they're gonna think is a really, really cool card. Like you got that idea. Where if you're ripping like NT, you're you're kind of at the mercy of like 100 whatever is gonna come out of yep. the case.
4: A thousand. It could percent.
3: be a dud. It could be huge.
4: Yeah. But I have a question as far as custom products go. Like, of course you want everyone to have fun, yeah. right? But you have conservative buyers and you have aggressive buyers. Yep. So, like, my aggressive buyers are like, Mike, put the floors lower. I don't care what I get on the floor. I want to hit that big ceiling. Yeah. And then you have the other guys like, Hey, dude, I don't care about that big ceiling. Make See, that-
1: and it's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you that. That was my question. We've to never you guys. done floor or ceiling, never. We've actually got to the point where we've just built so much trust we don't even tell them what's in
4: there. No, that. of co- I understand, and yeah. trust me, when I do my pull packs on Instagram, I would never tell. Like, I wouldn't either. It's just like what, not regulations. Well, no, or, yeah, yeah. But my yeah. question to you guys is this: When you're building your products, are you? putting you know maybe a couple 2 300r cards so you can fit those couple 1000r cards or do you want to put 700r cards across the board like how th- where is your guys train of thought we try in to stay more it? in the
1: middle but have like five or 10 because there still has to be fun bleats. there still needs yeah. to be
4: someone has to get punched well, the see, right way we see this is what we're
1: doing in the next one and we've done this before so it's a baseball there's five cards but then there's four random hobby boxes so I we take eighty boxes like dynasty whatever, and then there's four pictures of what box it is in the box. Once we pull it, the guy gets it, and now he has four amazing. boxes. So that's that really gives cool another too. element of of that. Or what we'll do is we'll do a multi sport, and then like say the Bengals get comboed up with the Royals, or based on how many say I bought four hundred cards, I find out which teams or which which ones, and then I combo those up. Amazing, amazing. So that's
4: really fun. I think it's always great to like innovate and yeah. figure out a way to to make it. Yeah, the when more you custom stuff is and when you it do it that.
3: hybrid like that, you know like out of the gate, there's gonna be five cards that are gonna be solid, solid cards that yeah. are gonna basically pay for the spot or more. Then there's the what-if factor with like the sealed wax. Of course. It can be amazing, it can but, be duds, but if you don't hit one of the buyback cards, you always have a chance in the box.
4: So you Also, keep, you, keep you don't have to open the box, right? Yeah. right? Exactly. Like, do, do oh, no, have, no, for this no, one, it's no, a break. So oh, a okay. Yeah. So yeah. for that one, everybody has to open the box because there's teams. But, like, sometimes in our packs, like, they'll have, like, an individual box. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. we'll put, like, an NT box in a, in a pack or whatever. And they'll be like, all that's right, awesome. like, I hope yeah. I hit. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to open it. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah. yeah. You don't have to get, Just like, you can seal, sell yeah. it. Like, yeah. you know, that's a, also another thing. I feel like uh, a lot of people that come into the hobby, the first thing they do is rip. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like it's really important that we give information to people on how to 100%. do this thing the right way. I think like that's why these podcasts are really valuable. I think creating content like mm-hmm. I think everything is very salesy. Join my break, join my break, join my break. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sell, sell, your break, no problem. Educate your consumers. Like yeah. They come to me all the time. Like hey, Michael, I'm gonna rip this box, and any breaker here will be like rip that. It's gonna be sick, but they know it's not. Yeah, you gotta be and, real. And like you do I mean, anyone, everyone has their own ups and flows. Like you don't have to do it. Like anyone could be however they want. But for me. I want long-term trust. Yep, and you still want it to be fun
3: for your for your customer base. Correct. You don't want to. I also want it to
4: be fun for me. I'm not going to have fun watching like lying to somebody. Yeah, like, exactly. And you don't yeah. want to. You don't want responsible. You don't
3: want somebody to like overextend themselves. You don't want. Somebody it happens to, a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it does. Like, we've we've all probably had those emails come through. Of where like, Hey, man, like, can you buy some of my stuff back? Like, you know my wife's bad me. Or yeah. what about
4: like my son bought this oh, while I was yeah, sleeping? Oh, that's yeah. a tough one. I said, dude, why is your son up at three thirty in the morning Eastern Time? Yeah, yeah. Should be sleeping. And how does your
1: son? have your face on your Apple Pay. <laughs> did he clone you? It's like, how does that happen? Does you have your fingerprint somehow, too, for your Apple yeah. Pay? Like, come on, man. It's not easy. You see that more on eBay. I, I mean, Cardpoint has yeah, great. Cardboard I just love cardboard. that it's stuff. I laugh so, so much. Because we, we get that stuff. I mean, back in the day when we started, what was tough is that people thought or, or they convinced themselves, because they did bad, and yeah. they're like, I thought you were sending me a case. They'd buy like the bangles, and they'd be like, I didn't get a case. Yeah. Or I didn't get a box. I'm like, you bought the bangles in a break. So it clearly I mean, says I, it's not a box you know uh, but again, people were uninformed you know doing it for 12 years
3: i mean there was no blueprint for us back in 2010 on how to perform sell facilitate you had to figure breaks. it out all on your own and yeah. i mean manufacturers they didn't know what what they didn't know if they wanted to get involved so we had to convince them that like this is something that you do want to get yeah. involved with.
4: And if we could be honest with each other, they didn't believe in the breaking no, business. They thought it
3: was a fad. They they didn't.
1: They didn't. Oh, I and mean, then the it, shops were a whole I other mean, other listen, level. I was and-
4: at Mint and I just listened in to your guys conversation and yeah. it was it's it's insane. It gave me the goosebumps like to see how you paved the way for a lot of people. Like I think that I wouldn't be able to do what I am doing today if you guys weren't doing what you were doing back then. And I think I think you I mean, speaking to you, I feel like you guys always had the vision of like, it's bigger than Mojo. Like oh, it's yeah. bigger oh, than 100%. our business. Yeah.
3: 100%. We always wanted to bring our competitors in. Some of, and I've said it before, like some of our competitors are my best friends. For sure. Um, and we bounce everything off of each other. And there's been a lot of growing pains. Like there's stuff that we've done that hasn't worked. There's stuff that Rich Layton has done that has worked. So we like go, okay, great. That's awesome. Like we'll try doing that as well. As long as everybody's doing it the right way, and the, then, more, and then, the more the merrier. For like, sure. Bring
1: everybody in. And then we're motivated by you guys because we're like, shit. You know, like, you know, I don't want to say you get complacent because I still I love this hobby. You know, of every course. day I, I live and breathe it. But then you, you get, you know, some of the stuff gets redundant and you get, you know, 100%. you have to kind of recreate yourself and re-motivate yourself. And, you know, we see what you guys do and it's like, dude, that's motivating. I want to, you know, like, let's, let's, let's try to make a version that. of that. You know, that.
4: Especially now it's like so much more. Like in 2010 it's like, okay, I'm going to get the box. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to ship it. I'm going to do it again. But now there's TikTok and Instagram and Twitch and whatnot. And like there's so many different things that you have to do. So it's not even about you being complacent. It's about having the firepower to get that. Even me, who I have have a big team. Uh, They're all young. Like I'm very like well-versed in social media and marketing and, I have problems every single day trying to and put it together. You know, there's, indu- there's newer guys that are do- stepping it up oh, and doing stuff, and I love it. And I
3: love to see it. This industry, it took a long time to embrace technology. Like it, when we came in, they were like brakes are never going to work like yeah. I, I mean shops were like I don't even have internet in my shop
1: yeah. I'm like what
3: I'm like this wasn't that long ago I'm like who doesn't have internet since yeah
1: 20, we were at it's the,
3: 2012 like what
1: it's true it always brings me back to one of the first industry summits they had constant contact with I think they're still around they're an email provider and yeah. the guy was running a how to send out emails and one of the questions from the shop was if I send out an email my competitor will know my price why would I do that <laughs> like so, you'd rather worry about one
4: person than the five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand people you could possibly reach. It's so funny because I feel like there like in my eyes, like I genuinely don't see competition. Like people like say competitors, and, yeah. and w- when I registers, to me, it's more of just like your peers, like yeah. your classmates. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the, how the I see it. it. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, almost yeah. like if we were
1: if we opened a store and we were the only store. But we need a mall for people to come to, you know what I mean? Like, you need uh,
4: other stores to bring more people to the mall. And what's really cool about Whatnot is, first of all, the technology is, like, it's pretty, like, simple for anyone Mm -hmm. to run an auction. The labels, like, you don't need to be uh, super well-versed in technology to do it. What's also really cool is, like, okay, great competition, right? So you have pull wax, you have backyard, you have bleacher. I see it as classmates, like, I see Mm -hmm. it as my friends, as my people that are doing stuff if Wax brings in members into whatnot through our Instagram, they're not only going to buy from Pullwax, Right. They're yeah. eventually going to jump into Backyard. They're eventually going to jump into Bleacher, yep. and vice versa. Yep. So that is, like, right away instant gratification. Like, you bring in, we help. Mm-hmm. So there's no competition. Yep. Like, there well, it is also none. forces like we're actually you to be creative too,
1: though, in a way, and, right? To and be
4: it should make everybody thankful for each other for, like, oh my goodness, like this really helped me. I love this piece of content. Let me comment on it. Let yeah. me share this. Yep, Let me, no. you yep. know. And it's it's all fun. Games, yeah, we've always man. talked
3: about the the pie's big enough. Everybody can have a piece of it. It's everybody, insane. everybody can have some. Not a big deal. I mean, billions, it's billions,
4: billion. There's two yeah. companies in this building. That's. There's what, 100 billion? Like, how crazy. big is this yeah. industry, like, right now? I and, know. And How much money is in this building? And it's right great now? to it's crazy give, just the think consumer about that. And, right? and, and now, kind of like, thinking about it, I'm like, freaked out. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Like, like need a bodyguard now. Um, but, you know, yeah, we've been on what now for like three months now, and it's it's been challenging for us because, you know, we're so used to passive income, right? Oh, for sure. You know, where it's like, you know, guys are buying spots overnight or they're buying spots two weeks in advance and stuff like that. So it's bad, but, it, but we also have like less chatting because people buy. And then watch later. Yeah, but then on whatnot, it's like I, it's I, I start. It's like, yeah.
4: it, but the interaction is so much fun too. You also have to lose to win, like on whatnot, like in order to build your following and stuff. There's so much competition right now. There's so many sellers. There's mm-hmm. so much going right. on. You have to lose to win. Like I lost a decent amount of money in my upbringing of whatnot with my poll packs and everything else to gain the trust. And people already trusted us. They already mm-hmm. knew us. It's just like when you go on that app. You're a new business again. Yeah. Like sure, they know sure. Mojo. Sure, they could see it. Sure, they could like legitimize like why you guys are who you are. But it's new. It's yeah. new. It's new. Yeah. And don't forget about your other platforms. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's yeah. very easy to get lost in the mix of like, yeah. okay, I'm on whatnot.
3: And that and that's why we haven't scaled as much. We've hired on, two. We have two whatnot guys on now. on whatnot because again, we do 150, 175 breaks pre-scheduled on YouTube a week. So I, I mean you don't wanna mess up that process. No you cannot. You and you, and cannot, you, and you, don't, and you yeah. don't wanna alienate that customer base you that cannot. basically got you there. You so. cannot. You yeah.
4: cannot do it. There's no way. You worked way too hard to get that like consistency yeah. going. The last thing you can do is go away from that. Yeah. All you can do is add on. Add on. Absolutely. Don't go every day or whatnot. You know? Yeah, start yeah. a little bit, start a little bit, grow your following, make yep. a show. Do you do whatever you can to grow that following so then you can do it. I think being on everything is is the future. Now, do oh, exactly. you come up with some of the like selling ideas on there, or is it like a collaborative effort with the team? So, or? like, the way that I lead is I really, like, I'll basically, I mean, listen, I think all leaders have different, like, certain times I have to be not nice and mm-hmm. put my foot down and be like, no, 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 this is how it's going to go, fire people, whatever it may be. I think it's a mix of everything. But my main consistent lead approach is, hey, we need to get to here, we are here, I don't care how you get there. Yep, you know what yes. I mean? Like, figure it out as you go. I want them to feel appreciated. I want them to learn. I want them to feel success. I want them to feel failure. I want them to get it on their own. Mm-hmm. And I and I trust them enough to do yep. that. And I think that's a big thing is finding that trust because you cannot micromanage everybody if 100%. you want to get to where you want to go. Yeah. But as they're going to that destination, when you see them take the wrong exit, you got to call and be like, hey, look, No. Go this way. I mean, it?
3: I rather, I rather employ basically go out of their way, try something. If it doesn't work, we can always fix it. But I love, but I love try. the fact. I love the fact that like you didn't just wait to
4: be told what to do. You got to instill confidence in yeah. people. You yeah. got to make them I'm, understand that you can do this. I'm like look, yeah. I'm like
3: anything that you do can definitely be fixed. Don't don't yeah. worry about it. Just yeah. go for I it.
4: I rather you try than don't. Exactly, yeah. like hundred yeah. percent. Don't be scared to fail because we yeah. all failed and Absolutely. we fail every day. Absolutely, yeah, every Today day. I put and my bo- boxes on wrong. Yeah, yeah. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it. it and it, Dan built his coffee it, himself <laughs> today. So, dude, and that coffee
3: was so hot, dude. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, disaster. like literally, like, go to the, go to this place at the Borgata. Well, the Starbucks line. Starbucks like line was like seventy-five people. Like, yeah, it's like a hundred people. It's a nightmare. So this other place right next door, coffee. Co- same thing. I'm, right? I'm same thing. I'm like coffee in a cup. Great. No line. No, no line. line. <laughs> Get the coffee, and I'm all. I'm all. Damn. It was, it I'm was like, like 195 I'm all, degrees. Damn. I'm all that. Even with the little like protector thing on there, I'm like, damn, that's hot. Walk around, set it down, just explodes. explodes. I'm like, and I'm all, oh god. I'm it's like, insane. you gotta be kidding me. You know, yeah. I had it. Had a couple sodas last night, so I wasn't like super with it. We had so, a soda yeah. last night. Yeah, we soda had a soda. Too. Soda or two. <laughs> um, <laughs> My...
1: Which, speaking of that photo, not to go off topic, it would kind that, of still on the That same photo is cool. But, um, so our, our main breaker, C-Rad, they, uh, the guy, I think his name's Rod. Mm-hmm. They're like, C-, one of our customers like, oh, C-R-, good to see C-Rad made it. I was like,
4: that's not C-Rad.
2: <laughs> that's um, one of our, the biggest buyers in the hobby, though.
4: I heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's big. Um, what is, how do you, like, find new talent? Like, find that's breakers. That's a good question, man. Because, like, in my opinion, right, like... Remember we were talking a little about Breaker School yesterday? how yeah. Like, I mentioned yeah. it a little yeah. bit. Um, it's like, I feel like poker dealers would be good at breaking. Maybe bartenders? car salesman salesman yeah. I was gonna Sel-
3: say. Sel- salesman's good um because I, but, what many... i like
4: about poker is like the hand like you got to know what you're doing with opening your the mind packs fast, it's yeah. like yeah like you got to be able to think fast think on the so go fix
3: things i like. always treat it like once that camera's on we come from a, a, a music background we were in bands together so like it literally cameras on it's the same thing as like going up on stage and getting ready to 100 yeah so i always treat it in that mentality so like you're in performance mode. For this sure, is, this is it. Like for it, sure, the lights are on. You're doing it. 100%. So, musicians could be could be potentially a good, potentially. I just feel like.
1: But you know, it's funny because because a lot of hobbies are introverts, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we all are introverts in a certain way, myself included in that. But, you know, th- you can't put somebody that knows every Bowman card on camera because they're not going to be like, you know, no, 100%, you have to have excitement, you know? 100%. Well,
4: it can be I, overwhelming see, too. I see people that don't know that much about cards better breakers sure. than people that know yes, a lot about sure. them. It's kind of like when you know too much about sports exactly. and you lose the gambling because you overthought everything. Yep, yep. But, like, but then it's hard to teach them
1: cards yeah and they get overwhelmed of like I could sell something but I don't know a refractor and our mojo know, break yeah. and
4: I'm pull wax and we have a certain degree of like what people need to know when they go on our thing so yes. like they need to know what it's numbered out of and they need to know that it's first or you gotta, you second, gotta, or it's that
3: perfect perfect balance, balance it's, that you so gotta find. Hard. it's so hard to find
4: but you need to teach it yeah, yeah. I've
3: taught and, it and that's also the thing like and I've told Doug this I'm like you can teach them the product knowledge if they are good on camera that is that's the main thing yeah
4: everything else can be taught everything else can but be but the thing is i'll give you case studies right now of people that currently make a lot of money in cards that didn't know one thing about cards yep that couldn't go on camera that couldn't do anything mm-hmm. but i know how to break them in and nice. it took a while yep. look look at little tell Pull me Man. how <laughs> little Pullman, like little perfect yeah. example little pullman started working with me stage fright not going live no shot he would sleep he would sort he would moderate and i knew he would be huge in this industry but i knew he would it had to take time because he was young and he Mm -hmm. was scared and whatever so eventually you know a year into it he started breaking And now look at him. Yeah. He's on private jets and has a security guard. I literally went up to him. The security guard's like, dude. I'm like, dude, kid, come on,
1: dude. And I was a little pullman, dude. Stop it, man. I'm glad you brought that up. We had him on. We just had him him on the show as well. And he he mentioned the story. And I was thinking. I I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, his assistant coordinated everything. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I need an assistant. Shit, I'm the one doing all the phone calls. Um, <laughs> like, what do I, she need another job? No. Um, but <laughs> but I was thinking, like, we've done <laughs> we've never had anybody, like, break off from us. So I just wanted to get your thought as a business owner. Was that, like, something you're like, I kind of replaced myself in a sense, and I was proud of that? Or were you like, man, I want it to work for me still?
4: No, I, I'm super proud of it. I love it. Like, I think that true leaders build other leaders yeah. yeah. and you're not a leader until you do so yeah so was little pullman amazing for pole do i miss him breaking on channel of course yeah but i'm not anything but happy for the kid like yeah. he deserved it he put his ten thousand hours and that's it like that's all it is you know what yeah. i mean like
3: something to, something to definitely be proud of i mean it definitely shows the drive and those are those are the type of employees that you want to surround yourself 100
4: percent. and like even dean yesterday said it And like these are the little tiny moments that really do this for me. Like, it's not the money. It's not the. I mean, it's my love for sports, of course. But the true appreciation. Like Dean from GTS, the sales came up to me yesterday, and he's like, "Dude, like you're Bill Parcells of sports cards."
1: <laughs> he said it. I, I didn't
4: say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, dude. That like that is sick. That's dope. like that makes me want to like wake up right away and go back to do this again. Like yeah. that's the small little motivation that keeps me going. Like I'm a people person. Like I care about sports. Priority, but people is everything for me. So like being able to change lives and like even my employees and just everything like that's what keeps me going. Now you like, have every Coach headset day. on right now, yeah. so it's feeling really like Madden. Like no <laughs> of feel like yeah. Madden. Yeah. Literally feel like Madden. <laughs>
1: but that's awesome. Yeah, I mean being able to replay that—that that is like a, a feeling. I also, grew
4: up I, in a different era. Like when you guys started this, it was different. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like oh. it was like you guys did it on your own. That was it. But now look at this. It wasn't like this. No, yeah, no. So now we got to go to war, and we got to get the ammunition, and got to get the soldiers, and slowly yeah. but surely, it doesn't happen overnight, as you said. Like, you start looking, we start, you know, maybe go to that car dealership, maybe I'm ask wait. around. Like people I know, need jobs. I've been jobs. wanting to recruit. Just I'm go wait. to find me. Already has a job. Do it. Yeah, I
2: know. There's
3: gonna be kids out there that you know how like in first grade you basically write something saying what do you want to be when you grow up, and it's mostly like policemen, there's firefighters, there's, there's gonna be some breakers. I want to be a group breaker. I want to be little pullman. I want to you be know. Lil Pole Man. 100%. That is, that is going to happen. I was walking
4: around the show, and at least 30 people were like, yo, Lil Pole Man, what's up? I was like, "What's up, dude?" Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> are you? I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up, man? Nice to see you again.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. You just roll it in. You don't even correct them. You're like, fine, whatever. What's there to correct, So, when was your first break? What year? Do you remember the day? Yeah,
4: 100. Yeah, percent I remember the like. So, my first ever break, not through pullbacks or anything. I was a little kid, I was yeah. ripping 0304 SP Authentic, eleven wow. years old, after getting a B plus in math class. Nice. <laughs> but like, my first ever real break. Rest in peace to Rich Altman. I went to Hollywood Collectibles. Oh, yeah. Um, that was last
1: couple nationals. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Rest in peace to Rich Altman. He, a hobby staple, heavy memorabilia, always just the Rich Altman way. Um, amazing guy, like, you know, he was a little bit misunderstood, but if you really got to know him, he was an amazing person. He loved this industry. He was awesome. Good friends with Bill Russell, the whole nine yards. Uh, really, like, paved the way for memorabilia and autographs and a lot of different things. And I purchased a Contenders uh, contenders draft picks, Zion Williamson and Brookie Earbox. That was, like, the first official box. I had, like, the gloves on and yeah. I did the video. <laughs> I had, like, three people in my live. Dang, freaking. I thought you'd been around longer than that. That's no, just, that was that my first real wow, box.
1: Crazy. That was, was 2019. That sold break nice. or that was just for you? No, it
4: was a personal box that I, like, I like have the video on my phone. And then uh, from there, uh, I really got into a heavy, was breaking with Bullpen LA. And I just, like, told him, like, dude, like, I can fill your room up and I could sell Boxes and he's like, Yeah, I'm sure, kid. Like, go away. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> sure you can. And then, like, literally the next day, like, he went from this to that, and like, from here to there, and like, it would just go So, you were breaking for bullpen at one No, part? I was living in Miami, and I just would post it on my personal Instagram. Like, I had an Instagram called Sneak Peek Mike, I had a sneaker store called Sneak Peek Luxury. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't in the card industry, but there was a lot of crossovers. They were interested in doing it because I have, you know, a gambling background, like, yeah. from poker and yep. just in general. Like, I, you know, I know a lot of people people that love to gamble so we were on bullpen every night till 7 a.m every single night and i really wanted out of my sneaker store i really wanted to do something and i just didn't think it was possible like i was yeah. like i want to do this but i'm like i can't do this Like, how am are we gonna make money from this yeah and then i just bought 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 like we were buying 1819 prism choice at a 100 dollars a box 200 dollars a box 1819 yeah, really nice. hobby at 300 dollars a box Yep. like people who don't know that yep people that come into the, the big buyers they know five thousand a box yep Do you, you know think so. the
1: pandemic gave you and uh, now yes now we're gonna get covet information on this <laughs> no. <podcast. I> <laughs> Pan- that. the
4: pandemic the pandemic arm, right? the pandemic helped us out a lot because people were at home bored and they were watching us every single night i think that it wasn't just the pandemic i think that it helped us a lot yeah. i think everybody said everyone always told me like hey like I mean, everyone always told me I'm mad of my mind, that I'm always gonna fail, or whatever. Which is good. That's yeah. normal. If yeah, they told you you're doing good, it'd be weird. Yeah. Like, you know. Same thing with hate. Like, let them hate. Like, all these things yeah. are positive. Like, sure. You know, percent. These are all positive things like that people need to understand. But, long story short, everyone said, "Hey, look, after COVID, you're done. Like, go find a job and stuff. Like, you can't do this." And we got bigger after COVID. Like, it was just a launch pad where people were like, "That's the time," and it was just so organic. Like. What people really liked about pole Wax at that time was like, it felt so real. I mean, it, it's all real, right? But it felt like anybody could do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you literally put the box in your bedroom. We we're breaking on the kitchen table. You have a 16 year old kid breaking. Yep. We have Cahoon that everybody loves. Like, it was just so organic and natural and real. And like, and bringing those, people together. Those times know? will never come back. Like, no. those are the golden, like, for for, uh, for yep. me, like, yep. personally, yep. like, I love where we're at. Like There's so much more glitter and glamour and money and all that stuff. I have a dollar at that time, and I miss that time more than ever because – that was the truest, most genuine, like, I didn't have to do anything but just have fun on that live, yeah. you know? Yeah,
3: I love it. Yeah. Are you gonna, I, I was going to what do you think our golden era would be?
1: Jeez, I don't know. We're living it now. No, uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Today. Every day on is a golden podcast. <laughs> Um Yeah, we got pull wax. I mean, that was the life goal. It's done now. So, we'll, yeah, we'll I it. We, <laughs> we? Uh, Man, I don't know, man. You know, I, I think you, you 2012, 2013. 2012, I mean, 2013. But I was broke. Yeah. So, I mean, me but and this guy only had, like, we both came from, you know, poor families. Or poor to middle class. And my mom's going to listen and send me a message. Be like,
0: no, I wasn't. <laughs> I <don't." laughs>
1: So, but, you know, we only started with 400 bucks and just didn't pay ourselves for a couple of years. And so I yeah, quit I mean, my job actually, first. He quit his job second. Yeah, that's
4: actually. What was your guy's jobs?
1: S- uh, um, sales. And what? Uh, I sold phones. I sold cars. Uh, I worked. I sold flooring for 10 years. So why is a good breaker?
4: <laughs> I know so that's the when you go home, we're torn. Like, dude, that's what we got to do. Like, yeah. seriously, Sales. Like, yeah. I'm like, th- we need. I need it. I need breakers. That's what's setting me back. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you guys yeah could, same, same thing. I'm sure you guys could use a couple.
3: Yeah, and I, and I come from a music industry background. So basically, what I did my whole adult life, I worked at a music store selling guitars and I just were I went up the ranks. I basically was assistant manager. Then I ended up being like store manager. They gave my, my own store. Then I ended up opening up my own store at the same time. Mojo Break was happening. I opened up my own like music store. But I had been doing it for shit like almost twenty years at that point. That's and I crazy. was like, and I was, and I literally like that. I just grew up in it's it. That's all you knew. Like that's and what you all, did. It's all. Like, yeah. It's all I knew. So it, besides group breaking, and then finally, I was like. I love the cards. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote the great Jared Lesnick. I love this industry. Love <laughs> the business. Love this the, business. Business. the business.
4: I just did like a two minute interlude with Jared. Like randomly, is the first time we actually met. Yesterday was the first time we like met really? in person. I mean, Crazy. we spoke all the Crazy. time. But, like it was the first time we like legit yeah. met in person last night. We had sodas, and then I saw him now. We did like a two minute quick thing. I was like. If we had a podcast, it'd be really good. It yeah. would.
1: You guys would play well oh, yeah. off each other. 100%. like, Like seriously. Yeah. Like it was yeah. the
4: first interaction we did on camera, and it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I just want to troll him out all day long. Because <laughs> Noah really he's the one trolling everyone out. Yeah. He yeah. needs someone to troll him out. Exactly. And I'm the guy, I'm the right guy for the job. You
1: gotta do some kind of play on his <laughs> poker video somehow. Maybe tonight you gotta do one. I was playing poker with these guys. All I can think about is this business. Sports cards, my love. The business. <laughs> and uh, his guy Damon's great. I mean, see. But yeah. they're, they're, great. Yeah. they're Dude, great. They've
4: been in the game forever. Couple notable mentions I want to mention, you know, a gal from Rip and Wax. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, our buddy. Putting yep. putting on this show. He he really bridged our connection too a little bit, yeah. you know, when we were at, at um Mid- and yeah. just like it was just you know, yeah. obviously mutual respect. You guys know me, but it's just nice to have like you know, when you guys see that like, I'm close with him and then you guys are close, it's just a nice bridge. So yep. major shout-out to him. I know he's uh, breaking on whatnot. Yeah. They're doing a huge giveaway and, he, and stuff I like mean, that. I mean,
3: the group break pavilion, he puts it on. He works his ass he off. He started is, it, basically. Him is, and Mike, hard, you know, rest in peace, rest Mike purpose. yeah. This yeah. is a tough, I mean, imagine, like, the all the parts and all the moving pieces I you got to I see it. Move. I mean, it's, it's a yeah, disaster,
4: he, and there's only one person helping you. only one him. person, yeah. yeah. That yeah, guy's yeah. the real MVP. Was it Ethan? Yes. Real MVP. Yep. Hopefully he's paid well. Yeah, hope, hope, hopefully. Shout out to Ethan. That, if if that not, dude. we'll just do like a whatnot GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah give something <laughs> hundred. <honor. laughs>
1: I won some money on slots. I will give it to Ethan. So, <laughs> I
4: had a lot of fun with you guys. I hope we could do this again. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, dude, we could do this like time. on on like Zoom or like, oh, yeah, whatever. Sure. Like, Absolutely. we don't like in person is way better. Yeah, but like, dude, I'm I'm in you for know, this. we got enough events coming up. Let's let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh We have industry summit soon. Yeah, you going to yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. There we go. We'll do that in Vegas. yeah. I
3: mean, it's. It's tough to con- convince me to go to Vegas. I know, it's hard. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was thinking also it would be a cool idea for a podcast would be, like, a poker game. Like, yeah. you literally are playing poker, like, the hands, and you show it. Like, you need a nice production. Yeah. But, like, actually show the hands, you're playing poker and you're just talking the hobby. Yeah, like oh, that's a great. host <laughs> talking. Like, like you have your three guests and it's like imagine like Mojo, Jared, Blez. That's a it. great idea, Bill Pullman. Yeah,
1: wow, we got do, do it, dude.
4: Ideas are not to be held. Arde- no, yeah. ideas are to be executed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you could watch the game and then also watch the you yeah. Know. yeah, and
4: talk maybe like trash talks, talking, you know. side yeah. bet, like yeah. it's just the duration of it. Like how long is it? You know, yeah. like I don't know how long. You probably have to chop it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like the know. best moments, the best yeah, hands. It's of, the, yeah, I mean,
3: kind of, kind of what they do at the WSOP. They yeah. If they showed every, every single, single hand, it would be the most
4: boring. Dude, it's what like fourteen yeah. hours of poker. Yeah. A day. How about the
1: buy-ins, or everybody brings a case of national treasures, whoever walks away at the end with all the national treasures yeah. and just rip it. <laughs> Yeah, and then you could play on your customers. You want your customers to watch and help you and watch. Listen, you
4: win. I want to keep innovating. I want to collaborate Absolutely. with you guys. I think it's really difficult to do everything on your own. I think that everybody suffers and struggles from that. Yeah. And being just not scared to say, hey, I want to work, and hey, I want to do something, you know. I feel like everyone yeah. has so much pride and stuff yeah. like that. Nobody, even fanatics or whatnot, nobody can do anything on their own. No. Everybody no, needs help with the others of the community, or else nobody's successful. Yeah, yeah, hundred
1: percent. You know, so love it. And before we let you go, I want to let tell people where they can
4: find you at Pull Wax. Uh, everywhere, everything's the same, guys. If you have a business, every single one of your social handles should be the same. I see way too many people having different domains and different Twitters, and you guys confuse everybody. Pull Wax everywhere. Pull wax. Com, at Polwax on whatnot, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. Really appreciate Mojo Breaks. Um, unbelievable time. Thank you guys. Seriously, really yeah, had was a great time. This was a motivating yeah. conversation, man. Thank you. It was dope. Amazing. Thank you yeah. guys so much.
1: Great,
0: great stuff from Mike. Again, check out Polwax, guys. Uh, if there's one thing we've, we've learned on this episode. You know, we're, we're having our Jerry Springer-like moment of, of truth, or well, I don't know, we can go a little more G-rated. Mr. Rogers, lesson of the day. It's We're all we're one big happy family here at the National and in this industry, uh, and it's on display right now. It's been a lot of fun. We got a few more days left. I'm going to go and check out the show floor. Uh, I got to go walk around this place, see what it's got. I've, I've been toiling away working all day. So it's time to go have some fun, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this special edition Of the hype. Again, make sure to check us out here at the National. If you guys are going to be here in Atlantic City, we're here all weekend long. We've got our podcast booth. We're going to be having more guests throughout the week. Check out some of those mojo sessions, both wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as well. And of course, if you're here in AC, come check out the booths, get those free breaks, get those free shirts. And if you're not, hey, we're bringing it to you, like I said. And of course, we're breaking all weekend long special national breaks c-rad and yg holding it down back in the bay gonna be doing special national breaks to celebrate a huge weekend in the hobby a momentous week in the hobby we're celebrating both here in ac and back at home in santa clara so check it out MojoBreak.com. we got breaks all weekend long national breaks plus plus much much more huge releases eminence football's coming cannot wait hopefully we get a sneak peek at it here at the national can't wait to see what lies in store for that one for doug for dan for long arms for typez i'm cody signing off here on a special edition of the hype from atlantic city here at the national